Welcome to the April 19th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I'll be your host today. We're going to be reading Proverb 19, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for everyone within the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that you would open their ears to hear and their heart to receive what you would have them receive from this podcast. Lord, I pray that you would give them revelation and draw them closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's begin with verse 1 of Proverb 19. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge, and he sins who hastens with his feet. The foolishness of a man twists his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Luxury is not fitting for a fool, much less for a servant to rule over princes. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness casts out into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. He who keeps the commandment keeps his soul but he who is careless of his ways will die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. What is desired in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Strike a scoffer, and the simple will become wary. 
Rebuke one who has understanding, and he will discern knowledge. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A disreputable witness scorns justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Judgments are prepared for scoffers, and beatings for the backs of fools. I'm going to key in on two verses that are very similar. In verse 5, it says, A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. In verse 9, very similar. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. So if you put those two together, it says a false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will, number one, not escape, and number two, shall perish. Today we are going to talk about the importance of lying and how we should not do it. I'm going to give you three separate accounts in the Old Testament, beginning in chapter 20 of Genesis. And we are going to, I'm going to introduce you to Abraham, who is known as the father of our faith, beginning in chapter 1. And Abraham journeyed from there to the south, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerar sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, Will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, She is my sister? And she, even she herself, said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. Now, Sarah is actually related to Abraham. She actually was his half-sister. So in a way, she's not really totally lying. It's kind of like a white lie. But I kind of think in our society today, many people have become very okay with lying. And it is something that we simply should not do. But so many people have become just, it's, it's like 
you know, so used to lying, little white lie here, and you don't really tell the truth. You, you just hide stuff. And guys, that is not how God wants us to be. Now, let's look at another story in Exodus chapter 1, verse 15. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for them. So guys, in this particular instance, when these midwives lied to the king of Egypt, she, they actually were saving the lives of baby boys. So in this particular instance, God granted them favor because of the lives they were saying. Okay, the third little story I'm going to talk to you today is found in the book of Joshua. And that is in chapter 2, we are going to begin in verse 1. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the women took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now, this is an interesting story because because of this story, Rahab saved the lives of two spies. But because of this, a lot of things happened. 
okay, a little while down the road, Rahab is going to be totally destroyed. But God is going to grant favor to Rahab and her household. So anybody that was in her household when the city of Jericho was destroyed were saved. So let me talk to you a little bit about Abraham. Abraham, I mentioned earlier, is now considered the father of our faith. He is in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, the great faith chapter. And Rahab is also mentioned in Hebrews, chapter 11, the great faith chapter. So it's kind of interesting to me that even though these people lied, but I think it was kind of for the greater good because people's lives were saved. So anyway, one thing I do know, last week when we did Proverbs 6, we found out that there are six, no, not six, but seven things that God hates. And we said that God hates a lying tongue. He also likes He also hates people who bear false witness, which is another name for lying. And he also hates people who sow discord among the brethren. And a lot of times that has to do with lying as well. So of the seven things God hates, three of them are involved with lying. Okay, we're going to go to the book of Titus in the New Testament. And I want you guys to listen to this. Beginning in, ver- in chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth, which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began but has in due time manifested his word through preaching, which was committed to me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. So this is one verse that tells us very clearly that God cannot lie. Now let's take a look at the book of Hebrews chapter 6, beginning in verse 17. It says, Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. So God, these two verses make it very clear that God can not lie. So let's review what we've learned today. God does not like lying. God can not lie. We reviewed that last week we found out that Satan is a liar and the father of it. So, let's kind of break this down. And one thing I kind of wanted to say, my wife reminded me of this, is sometimes I have a habit of saying guys, and I want to be very clear. Whenever I say guys, I'm not just talking to men. 
I'm talking to girls. I'm talking to women. I'm talking to children. When I say guys, I'm mentioning everyone that I, the audience that I have. And it's kind of hard because I don't see you guys. All I do is just, you know, I'm, I, I don't see you. And if I did see you, you know, I probably wouldn't say guys, but I'm, I'm speaking to everyone that is listening to me. So please, if you're not a guy, I'm, I am talking to you. Anyway, um, I hope a lot of that made sense. Um, perfectly clear, in a nutshell, please do not get in a habit of lying. God hates it, and anything that God hates, we should hate. And if God likes something, we should like it. So our goal should be to be more and more like God or like Jesus every day. That should be our goal. We are to be like him. So if he hates something, we should hate it. And you know the things that he likes. One of the things he likes is faith. So we know in Romans ten seventeen it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So God wants us to hear his word. He wants us to immerse ourselves in his word. And it says in Hebrews eleven six it says without faith. It is impossible to please God. So I don't know about you, but I want to please God. So I want to immerse myself in the Word. I want to become more accustomed to getting in the Word so I can become more like Jesus and I can increase my faith each and every day. Hopefully, this is all coming together for you. I will never close a podcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you would like to repeat this prayer after me, feel free to do so. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. If you said that prayer, I'm hoping that you will send me a quick email. Yesterday I said do that, but I did not give you my information. My information is simple. My name is Bill Kelly, and the email is B-I-L-L-K-E-L-L-E-Y-0807 at Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail, M-A-I-L, dot com. And please reach out to me. Guys, if you read scripture, if anything is confusing to you, send me an email, and I will get back with you and answer any questions that you have. Now, I'm going to close with a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.